Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we will be continuing our devotional series, The Gospel According to Zechariah. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart, and we'd love to have you join us over there. Good morning to you. I hope you're well today. Um, so we're taking a look in Zechariah chapter 8, uh, this wonderful book, and we're reading verses 9 to 15 this morning. So it says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. You who now hear these words spoken by the prophets who were there when the foundation was laid for the house of the Lord Almighty, let your hands be strong so that the temple may be built. Before that time, there were no wages for man or beast. No one could go about his business safely because of his enemy, for I had turned every man against his neighbour. But now I will deal with the remnant of this people. I will not deal with the remnants of this people as I did in the past, declares the Lord Almighty. The seed will grow well. The vine will yield its fruit. The ground will produce its crops and the heavens will drop their dew. I will give all these things as an inheritance to the remnant of this people. As you have been an object of cursing among the nations, O Judah and Israel, so will I save you and you will be a blessing. Do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Just as I had determined to bring disaster upon you and showed no pity when your fathers angered me, says the Lord Almighty. So now I have determined to do good again to Jerusalem and Judah. Do not be afraid. So that's the encouragement. I don't know if you ever find yourself feeling afraid or anxious. I don't know if you ever feel perhaps you lack courage, uh, lack confidence. Uh, perhaps sometimes you may feel intimidated or overwhelmed by a task that is before you. Perhaps sometimes you feel that you lack the strength to face something or to do something. Now, those can be big things like, I don't know, applying for a new job or or going out and, and sharing your faith with someone. But they can be, frankly, small things that actually can feel quite big to us, things that we just feel we have to face, maybe talking to a person, answering a phone, uh, uh, you know, having a conversation with someone, a difficult conversation perhaps with family or people at work, or perhaps it's even dealing with that pile of paperwork that you've got there or opening and checking your bank account and we can bury our head in the sand. We can be afraid of things, of joining a new group, of going out to be with people, of venturing out again after lockdown and going into crowds. You know, there's lots of things that we can be afraid of. There was a girl I was just talking to the other day who said that she feels uh, she has social anxiety and it was a real challenge for her, but she's made a decision. She's going to come uh, to a particular church and make it a decision to get to know some new people, which is a difficult thing to do. But the thing is that if we don't, we can end up running away from situations, just have another duvet day, hide under the covers. But the problem hasn't gone away. We don't feel any better. We haven't grown and we haven't really faced the situation. Now, Israel 
was feeling intimidated. They were a minority with a daunting task to build a temple, to rebuild a city, to change and reform their society in the face of opposition. And they're a minority. It's a difficult thing. And Zechariah is writing, and twice in the passage that we've read this morning, he says, let your hands be strong. He says that in verse 9 and in verse 13, let your hands be strong. And twice in this passage, he says, do not be afraid. In verse 13, do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. And again, in verse 15, do not be afraid. You see, fear can stop us from being courageous and strong. Fear of the unknown, fear of people, fear of taking risks. Fears can rob us of our potential. Fears can stop us from taking opportunities and having experiences and having joy. Fear can stop us from meeting new people, from experiencing new blessings, from being a blessing to others, from seeing miracles. Fear can hold us back and tie us down and lock us up. And it's a horrible thing, but we can all suffer from it. And if you feel that way, then you're not the only one. You know, time and again in the Bible, it seems that God recognizes that his people are afraid and do not feel strong. And time and again, he comes to them with encouragement to find help and find strength in him. And so, for example, of course, we're very familiar, aren't we, with Joshua chapter one, where it says there in Joshua one, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I love what it says in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 8. But you, O Israel, my servants, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend, I took you from the ends of the earth, from its father's corners, I called you. You are my servant. I've chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What a wonderful set of promises there. And of course, in the prophets that precede Zechariah, Haggai himself, Haggai, uh, who prophesied alongside Zechariah, said there in chapter two, does it not seem to you like nothing? Now be strong, O Zerubbabel declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, for I am with you. Wonderful promises. And of course, in Luke, in Luke's gospel, Jesus says in Luke chapter 12, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. What a wonderful promise. We don't have to worry about clothing or food or what God, what we need because God will provide and we do not need to be afraid. Little flock for your father is pleased to, to give you the kingdom. And finally, in Ephesians chapter six, of course, we're told there, aren't we? Finally, it tells us to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power to put on 
the full armor of God. And in 2 Timothy, it says, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now, we can ask ourselves, what is the basis of our strength and our confidence? Why should we be strong? And what we find in Zechariah is that there are two reasons. The first is that actually God is mighty. I love how here in Zechariah chapter 8, many times, again and again, it says, thus says the Lord Almighty. Thus says the Lord Almighty. Again and again, he is mighty. And so he is able to help us and to do mighty things because he is mighty. But the second reason is because he promises to do them good. And so we find in verse 11 and 12 that he says to them, but now I will not deal with the remnant as I did in the past. The seed will grow. The vine will yield its fruit. The ground will produce crops. The heavens, their dew. God promises that he will bless them with abundance and provision and vines and rain and, and a good crop and and good economy and, and family lives and so on. Young and old living a life, living safely in the streets. And furthermore, he says that just as he had determined to bring disaster on them in the past because of their sins, now he is determined to do good again to Jerusalem and Judah. God is determined to do them good. Now, we might say to ourselves, well, I wonder which mood God is in with us. Is he determined to do us harm or is he determined to do us good? And the great thing is that because of the new covenant that we are in, because of Jesus Christ, we can be confident that God is always determined to do us good. His favour is upon us because of Jesus Christ. There is no shadow of hurtfulness in God's heart towards us, even when he disciplines us. Nevertheless, he is determined through those times and in the blessings and good times to do us good. And so we read of the promises in Jeremiah, and I'll just draw things to a close, but there God says that in the time of the new covenant that he will rejoice in doing them good and will assuredly plant them in the land with all his heart and soul. This is what the Lord says, as I have brought all this great calamity on this people, so I will give them all the prosperity that I have promised them. And we know, of course, famously, don't we, in Romans chapter eight, that God says that if God is for us, then who can be against us? If he didn't spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? And so let me ask you a question as we finish today. In the light of God's promise to do you good, in the light of his power to do you good, what are you going to do in response, in obedience to him? What courageous step do you need to take today? In what way do you need to overcome fear and be obedient and take courage in the light of his promises? As one commentator puts it like this, that the pathway to blessing and usefulness is by a way of obedience to the task in hand we are called to be uh, we are called on to be active 
in the duty presently assigned to us and to wait with expectation to see how God will use our obedience to further his purposes. The grand future vision is not to dazzle and enthrall us to such an extent that it robs us of our willingness to be active immediately. All right. So let's be active immediately today. Come on, be courageous, be strong. Do not be afraid. God is with you. Do that thing that you know God wants you to do and do it with courage because God is on your side. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining.